0: This is the Ruck Infringement Podcast with Joey Alchin.
1: Hello, legends, and welcome back to another episode of the Ruck Infringement Podcast. Again, I'm joined by my good friend, Theo. Theo, how are you, my man?
0: What's up, bro? I'm here.
1: Yeah, love that, bro. Love that. Now, look, the colder weather is upon us, so I've uh, donned the beanie tonight. I hope you you like it. I, I did it just for you.
0: Oh, yes, bro. Looking sweet. Lookin oh, thanks, big.
1: man. All right, well, let's get into it. So <clears throat> we're going to assess round 12 that obviously finished a couple of nights ago on Sunday night. And we go all the way back to Thursday, the 26th of May, and it was the Melbourne Storm against the Manly sea Eagles. Now, going into this one, we all had a good feeling that Storm would get up. I think you and I said last week that We were about 100% confident the Storm wouldn't lose three in a row. And that's the way it panned out. Um, Obviously, Harry Grant was ruled out just before the game. You brought us that breaking news last week. Uh, Was there anything that you enjoyed about this game?
0: Uh, Cameron Munster was really good. Big redemption.
1: Munster was outstanding. Uh, Those steals that he did, I think he had about
0: two or three of them. I mean, Definitely. amazing stuff. Definitely. Uh, he said it like he was uh, – I watched a bit about him with Benji and he was saying that he wanted to just get back to football and get away from all that other stuff that he was, you know, known for things, you know, and he stopped drinking, you know, focused on the football and that was monster at being a pest. at the very, very best.
1: Yeah, well, I was just going to say that since he's been off the drink, he's been in absolute amazing form for Melbourne. Yes, they had a couple of losses, but even in those losses back-to-back weeks, I thought he's been really good. Um, I was a bit worried about Brendan Smith. He started at hooker for Harry Grant. I don't know what's going on there, bro. I don't know if he's thinking about the Roosters next year or his heart's just not in it, but he looked a bit flat.
0: Definitely. He didn't look himself. Um, Pretty boring, Which, really. Yeah, I mean, it's not what we've come
1: to know from the cheese.
0: <clears throat> no, there was me. no Sorry. excitement there. There was no, like, there was no, he, I mean, he tried to put on a kick. and That was, like, not quality at all. No, no, he lost his
1: kicking license, that's for sure.
0: That definitely, don't know. Don't know. I think it could be, you know, that, that big move for the to the Roosters might be on his mind. You know, yeah, whether he's on the bad books with the belly ache, who knows?
1: Yeah, that's yeah. it, man. Well, that's De- that's what they're saying. Better. That's what they're saying. A lot of the talk is saying that um belly aches just a bit off him at the moment because he signed that deal with the Roosters, uh, but he just doesn't look hungry. I'm hoping that he can come back to his best before he joins the Mighty Chooks next year, but. We'll soon find out. Um, For Manly, a shining light for me was Ruben Garrick. Since he's taken over at fullback, he had a hand in everything. Try assist. He's goal kicking. He's just an all around. He's a really good player. And whenever he moves back to fullback, he takes on that position really well. Um, Obviously in the absence of Tommy Turbo. But Turbo hasn't really been around much this year. And I think it's good for Garrick. He's starting to really learn the trade of how to be a fullback and what to do, how to play as that uh, third playmaker. But apart from that, uh, there wasn't much more from Manly, really. I mean, they were very flat. So we'll move on to our next game, which was Friday night, and it was the Panthers against the Cowboys. Now, I missed a lot of this game because I was out for dinner with the family, but the score, Panthers 22-0 over the Cowboys,
0: it was pretty tight.
1: It was pretty tight for a
0: while. It was pretty tight. Um, Cowboys got off to a killer start in the first half. Definitely kept a really good defensive setup uh, against the rating premiers. Definitely put up a really good fight in the first half. Yeah, Ruben man. Connor, Ruben Cotter was great. Uh, you know, the Tom Gilbert. The, the, the defensive lineup was just really good. Like, they were, they were proper, like, the top four side, but as you always say, Panthers always do Panthers things. And, you know, that just, uh, that definitely shows in the, in the scoreline. I thought on the, on the side of like where Taylor May and Tager, I think there was a bit of lacking quality there. They mm-hmm. mostly tried to go with, you know, the more experienced side of where Crichton and Brian Toto is. I think there needs to be a bit more there, especially for for me in fantasy. I need those boys <laughs> to kick in really right now. Especially for round sure, 13. Absolutely. Absolutely. But again, like you always say, man, Panthers just do Panthers thing. Um, yeah. Cleary again was actually like that little, little assassin again. Uh, and Luai was just like killing it off the park, roaming around the rock. Really good. Yeah, bro. Well, yeah, I'll start with the
1: Panthers. So a couple of things you said, which I loved. Um, Nathan Cleary, the week before against Melbourne, we talked about how, uh, sorry, against uh, the Roosters, how he had been sort of, he was there and he just did what he always does. And we didn't really notice him, but in this game, he had such a presence. I thought he was really dominant. I thought he was really dominant at halfback. He kept taking on the line, which I love to see from a half. I hate when I halves just pass the ball. They just give it to the forwards running. run in. When a half can take on the line, and especially this close to origin, like Cleary's the vice captain of New South Wales. Freddie Field would tough. have been shitting himself, but it was He's great tough. to see Cleary taking on the line, man. Um, I want to move to the Cowboys. And as you were saying, that defense, bro, was – Incredible. I thought that's some Top of the best notch. defense I've seen in a long time from any team. You mentioned Ruben Cotter and he actually made 64 tackles, 64 Insane. tackles, man. Like Insane. if you don't have him in NRL fantasy, he got something. He got, Oh, he got massive points. I let's think quick, points. Yeah. Let's have a quick look at his points. He got 70 points. So massive. he got 70 fantasy points and made 64 tackles. I mean, it's just incredible. And he only played 64 minutes. So he came off. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's crazy numbers right there. But, really good. Yeah. You look at that that defensive effort. I thought more the defensive effort in the
0: second half
1: was pretty amazing because the first half blew out to 16-0. And credit to the Cowboys. That defense was strong. But oh, that second half, man, the Panthers should have won 40 nil in that game. Exactly, how, exactly. Was, how was it 22-0? I don't understand how it was 22-0 yep. And then the last thing I just want to say is As you were saying about that edge I was actually talking to a co-worker today About Tago and May And how I think the past few weeks That edge has looked a bit rusty um, They're starting to sort of The hype's coming down a little bit So I think they need to find something extra this week Against the Doggies But we'll touch on that a bit more later but, yeah, we'll move on to our second Friday night game. And what a game this was. The Broncos against the Titans. Broncos getting the chocolates in this one, 35 to 24. Now, for those of you at home who didn't watch this game or you're just oblivious to the beautiful game of rugby league, the Titans were up at halftime 24
0: to 4. It was beautiful.
1: Just have a look at that scoreline for a moment 35 to 24. At halftime, Titans were 24-4. to That means the Broncos scored 31 unanswered points in the second half and the Titans scored zero. Man, what a comeback. I was at home watching this one and I was starting to get mad because I had the first two right and then I'm like, I'm going to lose this tip. I'm going to lose this tip. Titans are going to get up here. And then what a comeback. I just could not believe that. And I want to give credit to your man, Selwyn Cobbo, bro. I thought he was really good. He only got 42 fantasy points, which fantasy wise is not much, but I actually thought he was better than that. I thought he was better than 42 points. Um, I feel like
0: he was hard dug by.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think he was starved of possession. He got a try and he had a few moments of brilliance, but they weren't passing him the ball. They were going left a lot, or they'd go right. Yeah, they'd go right to Katoni Stags and then he'd. um, do the he Gandalf, the you shall not pass. And yeah, <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't give the ball to poor old Selwyn Cobbo out there. But just incredible scenes from the Broncos. Incredible. Um, I think one of the biggest talking points, and we might as well mention it while we're on the Broncos game, and that's Payne Haas uh, last week, how all that contract saga played out. Ooh. Saying, you know, he didn't want to be at the Broncos anymore. He was requesting a release. Now he's saying that, he'll play for them for the rest of the year and he'll leave contract negotiations till the end of the season. Does it give
0: the game
1: a bad look? Do you reckon?
0: I think it's just all media hype. And this is what like, I've always had a thing with the media and what like interpretations they have, whether it's like towards the NRL or anything just in general, it's, it's not good for the game, but it, in my opinion, it's totally not all on Payne Haas. I think he's been yeah. hard done by by the crowd definitely being booed for literally yeah, for sure. 80 minutes of football. He's been hard done by. He put on a hell of a show for the Bronx Yeah, in dude. that game as well. What,
1: what annoyed me about the crowd booing him was that he has been their best player for probably the past three seasons. Literally. In a, in a team that has been – pretty woeful uh, by footballing Literally. standards. And he's been one of their best, him and probably Paddy Carrigan and only a handful yeah. of others. But he has yeah. been amazing. And, yes, look, rugby league is not like it was in the 80s and 90s. There is no loyalty 100%. anymore. But everyone knows 100%. that. Players are always chasing the dollar. It's just what happens. And I think, it like, yes, it came out at a bad time. It came out at a bad time. It was right before the Broncos game. I understand that, but I don't Definitely. see any harm in it. Like he obviously wants to chase a premiership. He wants to win premierships and he doesn't feel that the Broncos is the team to do that. So talking on Payne Haas, if he was to go, where do you think he would end up? I mean, come on.
0: He's got to come to the Bondi. You got to come to the Roosters. To the... We got, we got He's money gotta under gotta the Sombrero, bro. Best Eastern suburb club In the world. We'll just let Uncle Nick sort it out, man. Yeah, let's let him sort it out. Rob will take it to a tour. You know, he'll speak French to him. He'll He'll get Sonny Bill
1: to come and meet him for lunch. Yeah. We got it all covered. But (laughs) in all all seriousness, I don't know if you'll end up at the Chookies. Um, Look, the team that probably has that money to spend, because it's not the doggies now with all the um, signings that they've brought in, that's probably the Tigers, man. Probably Tigers or Newcastle are probably the only two viable options. Payne Haas is actually a Newcastle boy. Made um, a lot of footy down Now there. that
0: you mention it, yeah, I reckon in all realistic terms, and especially with the re-signing of Caleb Pogger, I still think Newcastle has the power and the money to get another major signing. And yeah, holy crap, what this would do to their squad the, would be incredible.
1: The only thing that worries me is that Haas has said he wants to win a premiership. So yeah, I don't know if he would chase the Tigers or the Knights. And that's, that's no offense to the Tigers and Knights. I love both of those no. clubs. But no. he has said he wants to chase a premiership. So he's looking at clubs such as the Roosters, the Melbourne Storm, uh, Penrith Panthers, uh, we're probably going to rule Parramatta out after this season if they don't win a comp, but yeah, probably those three are in line. But we'll just have to see what happens with that. We'll, um, we'll move on for now because that's a bit of contract talk. We just want to get into the games for the Titans. It, it was a great first half. I thought AJ Brimson in that first half was electrifying. Um, that try he scored where it was about to go dead and he just got his hands to it, man. That was a masterclass right there. It was
0: so good. It was, it was so
1: good. It was good. You and I were texting and I was just like, bro, did you just see that? Did you just see that try, man? That was that was insane stuff. But this was insane. I'm I'm worried about the Titans, man. I'm worried about them because they just are not, they're not playing good footy. It was a great first half, but as we know, rugby league is an 80 minute performance. You can't be playing good for 40
0: and then that be it. Exactly. I just don't understand. I, and like the funny thing is, the Titans are the only ones, in my opinion, that seem to do this. Yeah. I just don't understand. They've got such quality. I thought Toby Sexton put on a kicking masterclass. Yeah, sexy was bit. really good. He was really good. He was putting pressure um, on who was it? Who was it? Probably fullback? Tamari
1: Martin at the fullback for the Broncos. Yes, he was
0: putting he was putting a lot of pressure on him. Yeah, it was brilliant. And he came back. I mean, like, and he showed some maturity as well with how he came back on with that sh- like shoulder issue he had. Yeah. There's, there's quality there. I just don't understand why you can't play a full 80 minutes. I
1: I don't know what's happened in 2022 because last year they were up there, the Titans. They had a really good 2021 season. Um, but it yep. seems that they've hit 2022 and they just haven't hit their stride yet. So let's hope they can get back in the winner's circle. i uh, will talk a bit more about them later. We'll move on to the next game of round 12, and it was the Warriors against the Knights. Now, you and I were blowing up at this game. Uh, We both took the Warriors, of course, but the Knights got the win 24-16. to Uh, Let me start with the Warriors. I didn't think they were that good, but we were holding out hope. We held out hope. It was such back-and-forth footy. The Warriors would score, the Knights would score, then Warriors would score, and then at the end the Knights got two tries in a row and that was it. That ruined it. But I think for me, probably the only real uh, big talking points for the Warriors was Ewan Aiken and Tohu Harris. I thought they were really strong. Uh, Ewan Aiken strong. out on that edge. Tohu Harris They'll. has really come back uh, with a point to prove. You know, he had that ACL Definitely. injury and he's looking fit, man. He's looking really fit. He's uh, looking really good. Yeah, he is. Did you have anything from the
0: Warriors? It's just that Sable story, man. It's that bro mentality, they always seem to just, like, relax. Oh, yeah, we're comfortable. Yeah, we're all sweet. You know, we can just get back, you know, defend our life. They don't even do that.
1: No, that's it. It, It's it's a bit of a worry for New Zealand. We talked about coaches last week and how Nathan Brown was one that we thought could be on the chopping block. And if these performances keep going, he will not keep his job unfortunately that's the sad reality of it bro if he keeps putting in these like it's not look it's it goes both ways yes it's not him putting in the performances but he's the one telling them what to do
0: he's the coach so unfortunately it always falls back on the coach because you're the head man exactly i feel like you got to have an approach like what todd payton had you got to be brutal if you yeah. if these guys cannot perform, or even yourself cannot perform, just don't put them in. Don't put yeah. them in, or quit yourself, because there is no point. And like I've seen some like YouTube channels and stuff like that, and there's some real hate for the Warriors right now. There is some real proper hate for them. Yeah, and I, performers...
1: I, I don't like that though. I, I don't, I don't no. like that. There's hate for them, but like, unfortunately. It... <sighs> Not so much hate, but disappointment is warranted. Disappointment exactly. is warranted at the moment because for
0: us as a like as a mutual kind of like fan of just yeah. NRL in general, I can totally understand the real real hate because these are these are people that are holding seats. I can understand these are people yeah holding season tickets. That's a lot and, of money.
1: And Kiwis love their footy, man. And Kiwis exactly. are so passionate about their footy. Um, and for me, I think that the Warriors have now been in the comp for 27 years and they've never won a comp. So I think for Warriors fans, that's where that anger stems from is it's been 27 years. It's been a long time. Parramatta is still longer though, but it's been a long time uh, (laughs) since (laughs) and and, like they've never won one, at least Parramatta have won a few. Uh, But yeah, it just, I think fans are frustrated and you know, where to from here they've, they're obviously going to lose Ewan Aiken next year to the Dolphins, which we'll touch yeah. on a bit later. I want to talk a bit about the Dolphins. But he's probably one of their best so far. They just lost Matt Lodge as well and Ewan Aiken next season. They don't really – they've got young uh, Luke Metcalf coming to the club next season from the Sharks. But one play does make a difference. You've, you've got to have a good spine. You've got to have a good one. You've got to have a good six, a good seven, a good nine. And it's a team sport. Yeah, man, looking back on it now, I wonder if they think Sean Johnson is still the right decision. You look at a game like last week where Sean Johnson was absolutely electrifying, bro. He was had a hand in everything. And then you look at a game that happened in round 12 against the Knights and he was just nowhere, man. He was just nowhere to be seen. And, if you're yeah. the halfback, bro, like you're the one that's got to get the team fired up. You're the playmaker. But yeah. credit to SJ. I love him. I mean, he's got an amazing step. He can play footy and he is extremely entertaining when he gets going. We'll talk on the I've Knights. Um, look, they, they were good. Credit to them. They held in there, man, and they got the win. David Clemmer. David Clemmer, bro keeps churning out some big minutes and some big scores fantasy wise. I mean I I would never buy him because he's quite expensive. Uh we've always been big fans of high knees clemmer but he he just he's churning out big minutes man and like it's good to see he's still a veteran in rugby league people forget that he's been around for quite a while.
0: Yeah he's He's done yeah
1: He's a um, gun for a front row
0: I think his experience is like definitely showing that There's still a bit of that, you know, the, that clever that we love. Yeah, that a bit of the bit of like, oomph, that bit of forward run, run, run like with no your one, knees, bro. Exactly. That no <laughs> one ever will ever have. But I feel like there's some experience in there. He's getting older. He's showing some leadership in there. Getting that forward pack a bit more, more pizzazz, and a bit more um. Bit more something to talk about because you know the Saifidi brothers are reliable, but you need that leadership and that experience. And Clems has definitely got that. And if he's going to late bloom, you might as well do it now. Well, that's it, man. I mean, look, the Saifidi brothers,
1: I thought Daniel Saifidi was incredible last season, but again, it's the same as we've touched on a couple of players already for 2022, but they've come into this season just underdone. Um, I'm not sure what's been going on, but it's so hard to tip Newcastle at the moment, bro. You look at last week against the Broncos. It's took them dope. last week. They lost the week before against it's the doggies. Dope, I took the doggies and and Knights Definitely. won. So it's
0: <laughs> it's a bit of a it's roller coaster. Hard. It is. We'll, um, especially with this bottom eight that we have.
1: Oh, that's it, man. You just can't pick it. You want upsets, you don't get them. Uh, we'll move yeah. on to the second Saturday game, and it was the Rabbitohs against the Tigers. Uh, I was out of the friend's birthday for this game, so I caught glimpses of it. But I watched the first half. Uh, as if you remember back to last week, I actually tipped the Tigers. We, I think yes. we both ended up taking them. We had that Tiger fever. And yes. it was looking good in that first half, man. They were up 18-12 at halftime. And I thought, we got a game on here. But in true Tigers fashion, the second half, they didn't score a point, And the Rabbitohs won 44-18.
0: Uh, where do we begin?
1: Do we start with the Rabbitos? Let's talk the Rabbitos first. Let's talk the Rabbit. Look, Alex Johnson became the highest scoring Rabbito of all time. Took over Nathan Merrin's record, which was incredible. He got a hat trick in this game. Uh, great did. round for it, being Indigenous round as well, and he's a proud Indigenous man. So, congrats to AJ. I thought that was really good. Uh, he's he's been he's been such a consistent force for the bunnies over a long period of time. And, you know, a couple of years ago, there was that talk that, you know, he didn't have a club. He was going to leave the bunnies and look elsewhere. Um, I think he's really happy that he stayed. And like, we're all happy that he stayed too, because he's an entertainer, bro. Every time he gets the ball on the wing, you know, he's going to score a try. Uh, 100%. Very underrated. Oh, absolutely. I want to talk about Campbell Graham too. We're going to talk on the origin teams a bit later. Uh, Campbell Graham, I thought, was really, really good for the Bunnies. He was excellent. And he always is. But he, again, is what we were saying about Cleary last week. Graham goes under the radar. People forget that he's there. But his work in defense is phenomenal. The way some of those tackles that he makes to save tries, it's just so incredible
0: cool. stuff, man. Um, Did you have anything to add from the Bunnies? I think. I think Cody Walker showed what he really could be if he, he if he committed himself to what um, Jason uh, Domicio really wants him to be—that roaming five eight—and yeah, like taking on the line a, a lot, and he he definitely did towards that second half where they absolutely popped off, and it was great to see him. He looked happy as well because. He, you know, he wasn't being a grub. He wasn't throwing elbows at anyone because it was – look, it was going their way, but I don't think it needs to be that way for him to be happy playing football again. He needs to be at that place where he he feels happy and he's roaming around and absolutely taking on the line, being the menace that he is. Yeah. Like a New South Wales camera Munster, really.
1: Yeah, bro. I mean, for sure, I thought this was one of Walker's best games We've been a bit critical of him the past few weeks. And I think it's warranted. 100%. I think our criticisms were warranted. He hasn't been at his best. Um, but, yeah, this game, well, the second half especially, he got himself two tries, which was great to see for Walker. But, yeah, I thought he was really strong. Um, we move on to the Tigers. And, like I said, that first half was brilliant. Kemamalo bagging a double. kapola with that intercept ran 90 metres. I mean, I was on the edge of my seat Very when good. he... When he got that, I was going, "Go son, go, Kapowa. Um, Ran the field. Great dude. to see. I mean, man, we don't see intercepts anymore. You never get nope. to see.
0: No, but we will talk about that.
1: Yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. That in
0: a little bit, we'll talk yeah, about dude. that in a little bit. Yeah,
1: like I, I miss a good intercept. I haven't seen yes. one in a long time. Yes. Uh I thought that Luciano Lua was really good. He was back to eighty minutes. He hasn't played eighty minutes for a while. Really so- good was good to see him back to that 80-minute roll on the edge. Yes. You know, they've got Tulagi on the edge, but I think Tulagi's starting to drop off a bit. He's more going in that mid-rotation now rather than playing on the edge. Luke Garner played 80, and so did Leilua, and they're both on the edge. So I think for Tulagi, if he's going to get a start, man, I don't even know where his best position is anymore. Those two are killing it, but... I mean, they're, the Tigers are losing all three next year. They're losing Ghana, Leilua, and I can't believe,
0: I, I can't believe that, that that is still a thing. I just I realized know.
1: Like, like Tuilagi to Manly, Leilua to North Queensland, and Ghana to the Panthers. I just, man, the poor Tigers. But, yeah, so that was that game, 44-18. Uh, Jackson Hastings actually picked up an injury. I was listening to... Another podcast, the Talking League podcast boys, Um, shout out to them. But I was listening to their podcast and they were talking about Hastings has uh, a bit of a crook shoulder at the moment. So we'll see what happens with that. See, he's got a buy this week, which is great for the Tigers. But round 14, we'll just see if he gets named. He might have to rest for a few weeks. We move on to the third Saturday game and it was our boys, the Roosters took on the Sharks at Shark Park. And the yes, boy is getting it done, 36-16. Now, I chimed in here and there because I was still out at this birthday party for the game, but I chimed in at the important moments. Uh, we were up 20 nil at halftime, bro. I know you were
0: definitely watching. Uh, we what did you killer. think of that first half? We were, we were so good. Like, there's just no no ifs or buts. We were, that has been the most perfect first half. I've ever seen from us the whole season yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's what we've been waiting for this year. We know that 100%. we've got it in us. We know that we've got it in us and Definitely. it was a clinical performance. Uh, man, James Tedesco, he just keeps doing it week after week. Captain fantastic, man. He is just in.
0: He's the electrifying- best in the
1: world. He is man. He's in electrifying form at the moment. And I think Freddie is really happy coming into Origin, the form that Teddy's in. So, exactly,
0: he was great. And there was, and uh, funny thing is, there's people like uh, there's people. Um, I, I think I watched Seven News. Now, Seven News is not like the most reliable thing. Shout out for, to Seven News. Yeah, They're for, listening, of course. Or NRL, but there was so, there was something about like about Origin, and there was like Boyd Cordle. Like he said that he was best in the world, but there was doubters that were saying. He's having a quiet seat. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, after that performance, he's literally doubled his figures, and now he's turned now he's turned up again.
1: Bro, it's it's the same thing every year. People write the every year, off man. the start of this season. I I still reckon we're gonna go pretty far this year. We finished Definitely. fifth last year with injuries. This year we're fit. The boys are starting to come into their own now. Yes, we lost to Penrith. But beating the Sharks, people don't realize that that's a massive game. The Sharks have been good this season, man. And the Sharks' coach is Craig Fitzgibbon, who knows the Roosters inside and out. He
0: he was an assistant coach, so he knows our team so well. And Um, if anybody doubts us, you can look at the scoreline because they did start to pop back through that second half. And then this is where we can prove the doubt is wrong.
1: Yeah, exactly, man.
0: Yeah, so sharks
1: came back. That second half, I was hoping we would be a bit more clinical. I, I'm not. I'm not too worried. Like, yes, we had a lapse and they scored a couple of tries, but we finished it off strong. We got two at the end there. Um, I thought Nat Butcher was really good for us, and Angus Crichton was back to his best. Uh, it was it was a strong performance from the lads. The Very sharks. Good. I thought they were a bit underdone compared to last week, where. Uh, They went toe-to-toe with the Titans. They were a bit underdone this week. I thought Nico Hines was okay without setting the world alight like he has this season. Um, But, yeah, all in all, it was a really good game. It was great to be back in the winner's circle. 36-16, massive score, bro. Massive score. And so we'll move on to our first Sunday game, and it was the Broncos- against the dragons. Now I didn't watch any of this game because I was out on the golf course, um, losing I'm terrible at golf. So if you ever want to play golf with me, don't ask me because I will say no, uh, I was just <laughs> there because it was a baby shower, but like for the male, for the dad. So for the, for the yeah. Dad. Wow. Yeah. So, so we went out on the golf course and I am just so bad. So I was trying to get on my phone and look at the score, but I heard the Dogs, again, they went toe-to-toe with the Dragons and it was quite a good game until the end when the Dragons scored two tries and ran away with it. Um, I don't know if you got to watch much of this game. I don't think you did. I think you said you were having a sleep or was that for the last game?
0: Uh, I think I was asleep for most of these games.
1: Yeah, that's fine, man. But I went
0: and had a look back at the highlights and Jake Avarillo
1: got two tries for the Dogs. Uh, Kyle yes. Flanagan and Aaron Shoop all scored for the Dragons. Tautai Moga came into the squad at centre, his first but game of this of the year. The Sorry. big
0: band scored.
1: Yes, Blake Laurie. Congratulations to Big Blake Laurie, ninety-one games without a try and got his first meat pie. So uh, poor Alex Twale now. I know, but him and Alex Twale were competing, and now Alex Twale is still. He has the longest drought, so 12s next. Um, in this game, I talked a bit about it on my page on Facebook on the Ruck infringement, and I was talking about how I thought Zach Lomax was really good. When I was watching the highlights and re-watching the game, he was really strong at center. I think he could have been a bit of a smoky for Origin. Um, we're going to talk about Origin soon, but he could have been a bit of a smoky. I think he's quite a good center, and he's quite a good defensive center as well. Um, That's the other Dragons player I want to talk about is Ben Hunt. Do you know Ben Hunt's on top of the Dally M leaderboard? Oh, wow. What? Dude, he's on 19 points on the Dally M's. He's what? first. Yeah. I mean, he's been good this year. Don't get me wrong. He's been he he's has. been great because he's well, he's the main man at the Dragons. You've got a moan he's who's back. playing five eight. So everything, it's like Jackson Hastings before Luke Brooks came back, everything is going through Ben Hunt at the moment at the dragons. Absolutely. He's he's obviously, he's been rewarded with a Queensland call up, but I don't want to give too much away yet. So I'll stop talking about origin. Um,
0: Definitely. Definitely.
1: But yeah, man, the dragon's getting the win pretty comfortably here. We both tipped the dogs. Uh, So another kick in the pants, another loss, which is fantastic.
0: Um, I don't know about that.
1: (laughs) Bro. Did you tip the dragons?
0: I think I did. Oh, I think I did. Like, a, let's look. He's a smart man.
1: A he's a smart man. I mean, doesn't uh-huh. take my advice and that's fine,
0: but oh, yeah, bro, at least you got the bro. tip right, man. They would, I saw the score cause I was looking at the score when I woke up and I was like, Oh, dogs. No, don't <laughs> do they were off to a flyer. They were off to a flyer. And then I had a nap and then I saw the end result and I was like, Oh, thank god for that two of my tips that i Mm -hmm. took away paid off because i also took the rabbit on top of the tigers (laughs) oh (laughs)
1: man i'm hurt that's it i'm calling this episode heartbreak central heartbreak central
0: you'll be hurt hurt because i actually changed that last minute the rabbits one and i was like
1: bro i really hope this pays off look i am I'm happy you took the tips and you got it right. It wasn't the Roosters. At least you didn't tell me you tipped the Sharks. Uh, oh, like like when like when you job. tipped the no, Panthers no. last week. So uh, I did, that's okay, I did, man. That's
0: a Panthers thing. That's a West
1: thing. I thought Matt Burton had one of his best games in the Dogs jersey. Uh, he was really good, had a hand in everything. Him and Kyle Flanagan are really starting to – build a good combination
0: it looks like it definitely could work for sure
1: yeah it's just hard with the doggies at the moment i mean we don't know what the future holds uh we're all still taking it a day at a time to see what happens with them but yeah a really good win from the dragons in that one 34 24 and then we move on to the final game of round 12 and it was the raiders against the eels the eels getting it done 28 20 in a cold conditions up there in Canberra, GIO Stadium. Uh, never, the Eels, the, it, was, it was neck and neck. It was neck and neck in this game. And yes. I thought, oh, can Raiders do it again? But the Faders were back and they yes. got up 2016 yes. and they lost. Um, yes. Credit to the Raiders. I'll give some shining lights in that game. I thought Josh Papali, sorry, Josh Papalii was really good up front, um, very strong as usual. But he does that every week. He just goes about his business. Um, he's always quite strong. Elliot Whitehead, I thought, was really good on the edge as well. Uh, really good. But for the Eels, Bailey Simonson, bro, did you see that try he scored on the wing where – oh, you fell asleep, but if you go go back and have a look at the highlights. But there was a try that Simonson scored, and bro – I swear he jumped from about five metres out to get this try. It was so athletic. Uh oh, good. Against his former club, too. So good to see it's Simonson. For sure. yeah, yeah, that's it. Good to see Simonson get a couple there. Uh their forwards just did what they've always done. Uh Papalihi, Isaiah, that is Papalihi, Uh, another great game at mid. We were talking during the week, and I was saying that uh we're talking about fantasy and whether the, I'm gonna look at buying him. I'm definitely Look, he's a keeper for the end of the season in fantasy. If you don't have him, get him in round 14 and on. But with the mid-rotation at the moment, he's not playing on the edge. So he's not getting as many points as he would usually get. On an edge, he's scoring tries. At 13, he's not really scoring tries because that's not his job. His job is to more uh, run into the line, get those hit-ups, get the post-contact meters, the offloads. It's all about the minutes. Yeah, man, that's it. So... It'll be interesting to see what happens if he moves back to second row. And my man, Maddo, Ryan Madison, who I've had fever on for weeks, again, another massive score. If you play NRL Fantasy, churned out 71, bro, in 55 minutes. 71 points. All day
0: long, this guy has been churning out just money and points Mm -hmm. all day.
1: He's good, man. And it's incredible. We're gonna talk about it later, but we were saying he's basically been playing for a contract and he's got one, but more about 100%. that to come. I don't want to give the such away. But yes. yeah, he was getting the win in that one, and that finished our week on a high, getting the tip right, which was great. Well, that's great. round 12. Let's move on to round 13. There's only four games to analyze this round. It's a buy round for a lot of teams. The teams with the buy is Parramatta the Sharks, Tigers, Dragons, Storm, Broncos, Bunnies, and Knights. So we go to Thursday night. At time of recording, it'll be tomorrow, the 2nd of June. We're recording this on a Wednesday. And the first game is the Titans against the Cowboys. Now, the Origin teams were named during the week. Uh, I might just go through them quickly because it'll give a bit of context to what we want to talk about for these teams. So if you live under a rock, or you don't watch the news, uh, I'll give you the teams because you should know it by now. Uh, for New South Wales, we had James Tedesco at fullback, Brian Totto and Daniel Tupo on the wings, Katoni Staggs and Jack Whiten in the centres, Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary at 5'8 and halfback respectively, Payne Haas and Junior Paulo as the front row forwards, Damian Cook as the hooker, Cameron Murray and Tarek Sims as the second rowers and Isaiah Yo at lock. And then the interchange bench is Stephen Crichton at 14, Liam Martin at 15, Regan Campbell-Gillard at 16, and Ryan Madison, rewarded for his great form at 17. And then we'll quickly look at the Queensland team. Uh Kalen Pong is at fullback. The wingers are Selwyn Cobbo and Xavier Coates. Centres, Valentine Holmes and Dane Gagai. Uh, 5'8 is Cameron Munster with the halfback and captain, Daly Cherry Evans. Props are Tino. I'm just going to call him Tino, and Josh Papalihi. And the hooker is Ben Hunt. Second row is Kurt Capel and Felice Kafusi. And Locke, Ruben Cotter on debut. On the interchange bench is Harry Grant at 14, Lindsay Collins at 15, Paddy Carrigan on debut at 16, and Jeremiah Nanai at 17 on debut. Uh, interesting teams, bro. Interesting
0: teams. What did Barry. you think of the teams? L- Locke. As far as uh, we'll go with Queensland first, because um, there's a there's quite a few debutants there, and um, to be honest with you, bro, I'm um, this is a scary looking team. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm... not even in all seriousness, no mucking about. There's no like, there's no grudges, no nothing. This is a solid looking team. There is some inform players in there that are like, it's cause for worry. Like, genuine.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely, bro. If you look through that Queensland lineup, probably, you know, Ponga hasn't really been in form, but Selwyn Cobbo in form. Valentine Holmes probably having his best season. Dane Gagai might not be in form for the Knights, but once he gets an Origin jersey on, we know what he can do. Uh, Xavier Coates dropped out of a bit of form as of late, but under the high ball is just so aerodynamic. Cameron Munster, we've seen the form he's in. Daily Cherry Evans will just give us – will give Queensland what he needs. I'm not a Queenslander, so I don't know why I said us. But we'll just give Queensland what they need. Tino and Josh uh, Papalihi he have probably been the best forwards at their respective clubs. And then Ben Hunt, the best at his club at nine, but he plays seven for the Dragons. But he always works hard at nine. And then their second row of Felice Cafusi, who I'm not a big fan of, and Kurt Cape. No. Kurt Capel has been great. And Ruben Cotter, our man. I can't wait to see that mullet flowing.
0: Um, in my opinion, probably him and Nani are the most worrying players that I've got in there. And maybe well, throwing Cobbo in there too. Bro, look, look at the
1: form the Cowboys are in. And most of it comes down to those two. The tries that Nani has scored from those kicks where he's leapt through the air and scored. And then the runs and tackles that Cotter has been making this season, there's cause to worry, bro. It's a
0: good Queensland team. And I never thought I'd say that. No, definitely, this is a this is a massive cause for concern in my opinion. And no one's going to expect someone. Look, they're going to expect Xavier Coates in the outside back to contest for the for the kick, but you're not going to expect someone like Jeremiah Nani in there. It's it's a scary looking team.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it's interesting Harry Grant's at 14. I think that's mainly just because he's coming off an injury. Uh, that Ben Hunt will start. I think they might split it 50-30, so Hunt get 50 minutes, Grant get 30, but it's still a scary proposition. I mean, Grant, keeping Grant 30 minutes off the bench. Man, a fit Harry Grant, the way he gets through the ruck at dummy half is incredible. Um, Let's talk about this New South Wales side now. You and I, there is. So first when the team was named, Stephen Crichton was named at centre, Jack White was in the reserves. He wasn't even named on the bench. And the only other change was that Liam Martin was in the reserves and Tyson Vrizel was starting off the bench. Um, oh, sorry, and Nico Hines was named at 14, who he's now dropped back into the reserves. Uh take me through this, man, because it's a weird one to have White start at center and Stephen Crichton at 14. I don't, I don't get it. Look,
0: i am as my own opinion. I'm not a massive fan of Jack White in any in any form in general, whether he's at the centres or he's in the halves. I'm just not a fan. He's just he's out there to to. Uh, I think he's not a team. He's not a team player that I like in the in the in the whole form of what New South Wales should be. Yeah, and. And to take someone who can play as a proper utility in Nico Hines out of the 14 is a massive mistake. That's, that's massive. the part I can't wrap my head around. Is... And you put Stephen Klein, who is only, in my opinion, an out-and-out out going centre. Yeah, who or can a back. Play maybe Definitely. And he can only you know, he plays okay as a fullback. No, 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 no. Like as Gus Gould would say in the sauna, (laughs) no, 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 no.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting for me because uh, I'll just quickly talk on Jack Whiten. He's a big body, and I actually don't mind Jackie Whiten, but I just don't understand why the change was made. Stephen Crichton I thought had been in good form, and if they've picked the team on form, I don't think Whiten's been that good this year. So if you're picking exactly. a team on form, I don't understand why Nico Hines would not be in there. He's been the best player for the Sharks by a country mile this season. And 100%. as you said, like at Storm, he played 14 off the bench and he can play 5'8", he can play half, he can fill in at hooker, he can play fullback, he can play centre. Whereas you got now a centre at 14. And I don't know if they're thinking that because Stephen Crichton's a big body, he'll fill in at hooker. But mm. I... I Someone's going to have to play hooker because what if Damien Cook gets injured? We've got Stephen Crichton, Liam Martin, Regan Campbell-Gillard, and Ryan Madison on the bench. If, and that's it. If Damien Cook gets injured, you out of those, you, I mean, you probably could throw Liam Martin at nine, but you're probably going to throw Stephen Crichton there as 14, as a utility. So bit of a bit of a strange one for me, but in Freddie we trust. um, He's totally he's the goat of our club and uh the mighty New South Wales Blues, so we'll trust his opinion. But they're the teams for game one. Go the mighty Blues, origin is next Wednesday, the 8th. Of yes, June, the Blues, and you can watch it live on Channel Nine. Bit of a plug there, they're not my sponsors, um, but if they, um, if, they uh, <laughs> if they uh if they want to get involved, uh, the Ruck Infringement Podcast, thanks, Nine. Love yous. All right, uh, but we so
0: just go while you guys.
1: oh gussie's all right so now that we've got that context we move on to the thursday night game which is the titans against the cowboys bro i've gotten the titans in this one i know i know that they've been they haven't been their best the past few games but the cowboys have Holmes, nanai and cotter out i just think they're two bigger losses I know Dearden and Townsend are still there. Robson's still at nine. Um, it's it's scary when Nanai's out and the guy that replaces him, Hill and Wookie, is a monster as well, bro. Like
0: Exactly.
1: Man, I mean, he's a Big monster. T- Big JT's back. It gives he these forwards back. from the Cowboys a bit of a chance to run around. But I just... I, I think... I'm just hoping that the Titans are due. I think if they can give the ball to Jaden Campbell and he can put up some of those huge bombs that he's been doing might trouble the hammer or even Scotty Drinkwater a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see Kyle Feltz out uh through injury. The hammer has moved to center and Brendan Elliot, who we haven't seen in years is playing so wing for the cows. He's at the cows now. So he's and, out there um, on the wing.
0: Just as a thing, um, Ben Hampton is actually a five, eight with, Tom Dearden as a reserve in Queensland. Ah,
1: uh, yes. Sorry, yes, I have seen that. Yeah, Ben Hamden is named at 5'8". Sorry about that. Thank you. See Theo always bringing all the news for us. Uh, Dearden's is named really- at eighteen, meaning that he can't play for the Cowboys, but he might not play Origin either. Which it, it's, it, it's it's a hard one, isn't a it? Way. Like it it it's sucks. Such man. A way. It sucks. Like your eighteenth man, you might not play Origin, but it's then you can't such- play for your club that week either. So.
0: The good thing so is
1: sad. the good thing is for Cowboys fans is he'll back up because he might not get minutes. So that Absolutely. is good. But I'm gonna go the Titans, man. They've they've got a good team on paper, and they don't have anyone playing origin. I think Waker was named in the reserve, so he's free to play, which is fine. Um, so it'll be an interesting one there. That's Thursday night game. It'll be a great game. It it will be a really good game. The Cowboys are on a hot streak at the moment, so the Titans will be looking to end that. Oh, sorry. they Their streak ended last week against the Panthers, but they were on a hot streak before that, and they're playing good footy. We'll uh, oh, yeah. move on to the first – oh, sorry, our only Friday game because there's only four games this week, and it's the Panthers against the Bulldogs. Now, as we're yeah.
0: talking about – I want to uh, know about this, bro. This could be interesting.
1: Tell yeah, me, dude. Tell so me. I'll just chat on the Panthers first. They've obviously got six players out for origin. Could have seven by the time Wednesday comes around, depending if Coruscant needs to get called in or not. But at the moment, Coruscant is playing for Penrith on the weekend. I'll just quickly read some of the names that are in. Robert Jennings is in at centre for Stephen Crichton. Kurt Falls making his debut at 5'8", and Sean O'Sullivan comes back at halfback for Nathan Cleary. And then, of course, Chris Smith starts on the edge for Liam Martin. And that's the only real changes for the Panthers. I want to talk on Kurt Falls, man, because this kid is a star. I don't know if you know much about him, but he's... I have, actually, bro. Yeah, dude, He's
0: he's... He's a bit of a monster in that New South Wales Cup, man.
1: Yeah, man, he's quite a good player. And it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. I mean, we could start a narrative and say that, Kurt Falls uh, gets a hundred fantasy points, scores two tries, and Nathan Cleary plays reserve grade next week. But we Ooh. won't say that, you know. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll say that uh, we'll say that Cleary keeps his spot at seven. But it's going to be interesting to see how Kurti Falls goes. I'm really excited to watch. Um, I know the thing you want to know is who did I tip? Well, yeah, I I've been leaning towards the doggies. I've really been leaning towards the doggies. And I, there he I, is. I just, uh, because because of the players out, I really want to tip the dogs. Last year, I tipped the Tigers against the Panthers over Origin and the Tigers won, and I felt great. It felt like the GOAT. Um, yes.
0: But, you are, you are. <laughs> oh, th-
1: Thanks, bro. Thanks. But I'm going to stick with the Panthers in this one. I think Sean O'Sullivan, he played a lot at the start of the season with Cleary out, so it's not like he's brand new. Uh, he yep. knows how to game manage. He's actually quite a good half. Um, but in saying that, look for the doggies. Look for Anokar to have a massive game, man. Anokar not getting picked for origin is huge. Um, yep. I think Anokar set for a big game. Uh, Tevita Pengai Jr. ruled out for them with a back injury, so not good for him. But Fatala Marino comes back and now will start in the second row. If you're playing RL Fantasy, Maxi King got the lock position, which is wonderful. So he got 55 points last week, man, and he only played about monster. 55 minutes. So What
0: monster points.
1: Point, point per minute was great. Um, I'm going to take the Panthers in that one, but, I mean, man, it could go either way. If you're a betting man – The dogs aren't a joke. Nah, bro. If you're a betting man, the dogs are $3.25, so –
0: you it's that's a fair bet. That's a fair yeah, bet. it's
1: it's juicy, man. It's real juicy. Uh, so we move on to our Saturday game, and it's the Seagulls against the Warriors. Now, this one shocks me, bro. The Seagulls, if we look at the markets according to sports bet, the Seagulls are a dollar fifty-four, and the Warriors are two dollars fifty. But I've gone the Warriors. I know, I know they're rocks and diamonds. I Ooh. know, but they have no one out for Origin. Not one player out True. for Origin. True. The, the Manly Seagulls have probably their best player in Daily Cherry Evans out for Origin. Um, True. Kieran Foran moves to half, and Josh Schuster moves into six. But Schuster, he's not looking fit this year. He's come off the... No. He's not no. looking like... When he played six last year, he was fit. Um, I just... I don't know if they'll be able to manage him at six. Like, yes, he's a big body, but... It's going to be really interesting to see if he stays there if he moves back to the second row. They've got Dylan Walker on the bench, so Walker could always fill in at 6. Um who did you take in this one?
0: Oh, I'm a bit 50-50 right now, bro. I, it could it, it could change by the time this recording ends, but I think just out of curiosity, I actually went with Bailey and I really just want to see this whole halves um combination, see how it works out yeah? because I'm really interested. And Josh Schuster yeah. has not been good. Like we'll we'll put an end to that talk straight up. He has not been good whether he's um compared to what he was at last year. He's been yeah. playing at the edge and he's just been really injury prone yeah.
1: right
0: now. And um but I'm really curious. Um yes the Warriors have no players out, yeah? but then I just I I'm I, I know I can't, it's, it's hard I can't Trust these boys. i tip the tip
1: and bro. But They've
0: got such a good squad, but they just they every time they just let me down in like by just not turning up.
1: Yeah, it's difficult, man. You just you just gotta you just gotta trust them in this game. Just trust me and trust them. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping I've I'll talk a bit about fantasy soon, but I've brought Reese Walsh in this week. As a bit of a pod, a bit of a point of difference. And people are probably saying, why are you bringing Walshie? And he's been shit all year. But man, he hasn't scored a try this season. Can you believe that? He's a fullback who hasn't scored a try. Once he scores, I think he'll go on a run. He's not going to play Origin. So, you know, you're pretty much, you're pretty safe there. Um, So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with him. Let's hope that, uh, My trade will pay off. And then we move to our Sunday game and it's the Raiders taking on our boys, the Sydney Roosters up there in Canberra again. So it'll be a cold one on a Sunday afternoon Uh, for the Raiders. They'll just be missing Jack White and and Josh Papalihi, of course. And they're replaced by Matt Frawley at six and Corey Horsborough gets a start at eight. For the Roosters, James Tedesco is obviously missing for Origin, and so is Daniel Dupo and Lindsay Collins, and they're replaced by Joey Manu moves to fullback with Billy Smith back into the wings. Kevin Naguama at center for Manu, who has moved to fullback. Uh, and then Collins was paying off the bench, which Fletcher Baker, Egan Butcher, and Terrell May are on there, and they'll have that mid-rotation. Now, I'm obviously going on the boys. I think... Oh, yep. I still think we've got a really good chance. Yes, Teddy's been really good, but Joey Manu just lights up when he plays fullback, man. He loves playing fullback, and he's so athletic that it's a great yeah. position for him. So yeah, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not too worried. We've still got a really good squad. It's good to see Kevin Naguama back at center so, and Billy Smith back from injury as well. Uh, it'd be really
0: good to see how they all go. Uh, what's your takes on this game? I'm, I'm I'm actually gonna go more confident. Actually, I think Joey Manu loves the attention. So yeah. um it's great to see him at fullback. Really, apart from Teddy and Collins, you know, Angus Crichton's still here. Our forward pack is massive. Yeah. It's I massive.
1: Act- I actually think Angus Crichton might be in for a big game too. I mean, getting snubbed from origin 100%. and he, he didn't even he didn't even make the reserves. Um it to was, be fair, he hasn't been in great form to start the year, but the past few games have been his it, best games of the year. So, In my opinion, bro, he got snubbed 100%. Yeah, yeah. so 100%. I think I think he's in for a massive game. A massive uh, can game. we just throw a quick shout out to Daniel Tupo? I think it was very well deserved for him to make wing in New South Wales' origin. I know Absolutely. a lot of people have been talking about, you know, Josh Adokar getting snubbed. But the fact of the matter is, unfortunately, Adakar is playing for the Doggies at the moment, and it just shows that if you're playing in a team that's subpar, you might not get representative honours. I mean, if Matt Burton was still at the Panthers this season playing centre, I reckon he makes
0: origin. 100%.
1: I reckon he makes origin. And look, Adakar has been the Bulldogs' best by a country mile. But Tupo, I reckon, has been a better winger this year. He's scored more tries and he's great in the air. We know what he can do in the air. And I think that's what Fitler was saying. It'll be Tupo against Coates, essentially. And so both of them boys being tall, it gives us a really good chance to definitely take a big body. Yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, credit to Daniel Tupo for the work he's put in. And that's round 13, man. So, Only a couple of games there. So my tips are Titans, Panthers, Warriors, and Roosters. Um, Do you want me to give you a margin? Go for it, bro. All right, let's do it, man. So I'll say Titans in a tight one by four against the Cowboys. I'm going to say Panthers by 10 against the Doggies. I'm going to say Warriors by two against the Seagulls. And Roosters by 16 against the Raiders.
0: Very good. Very good. Very good margin there. I like it. I like it a lot. Thanks, bro. So that's round 13.
1: So now let's talk a bit of NRL fantasy. Um, So first we'll start off with have, first of all, have you done any trades this
0: week? And if so, who have you gone? I have. Now, again, this is not final. <laughs> fantasy, is just it's absolute. never
1: final until kickoff, it, man.
0: It's a, it's a massive week this week yeah. with round 30. It's a... Look, to sum it all up, and I don't know if you'll agree with me, Mo, but this is a massive, massive pain in the ass.
1: Yeah, it is. I don't even have pain in and it's a pain in the ass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Look, we all had four trades, and I decided to, I decided to use them up. Um, oh, the big boy. I have, I have gone with Swally, Savage, To Harris, and Nat Butcher as my trades. Very now, nice. And so who did you get
1: list. who did you get rid of for them?
0: Um, I got rid of Amon, Talakai, Leo Thompson, and Tom Gilbert. He, now he was only in there for one game, but it was sort of a test because I yeah. had the trades to I had fortunately I had the trades to um to spare and work on them a little bit. Yeah.
1: And how many trades up. are you left with?
0: I am left with 12 trades.
1: Oh, very nice. That's good. I'm left with 10 after mine. So I went four trades as well. Um, big, big players I got in. I'm looking towards the back end of the season now. Once you 100%. hit round 13. Oh, sorry. I didn't ask. How many players do you have playing now for round 13? At
0: the moment, I've only got nine, which is what's nine. making Nine, even with your four trades hundred percent Okay, okay. Well, hey, nine's competitive, man. Nine's competitive. It just depends on their scores. We'll go with what we got. We've got um I've got a plan and I'm trying to execute this. This is the um this is going towards the back end and honestly with it being sort of halfway through the thing now, I'm actually like, I can afford the losses if I need it as a strategy.
1: Yeah. I mean, definitely, bro. We only played till round 20 anyway, and then we have finals. So you don't have definitely. many rounds left, but I'll, I'll let you know my trade. So, I firstly, I got rid of Jackson Hastings. I'll give a bit of an example, uh, sorry, explanation as to why Hastings, 100%. because I heard that news about him being injured and he's made me. 132k. I bought him for 500k, and he's now at 632. So it's a good increase that he's made me. And I just think he's starting to drop off a little bit. Um, if you don't have trades, hold. If you have less yeah. than, if you have less than 12 trades, hold him. I wouldn't be selling because you need players at the back end of the season, and he could yeah. be a keeper. But for me, I've sold him. I've sold Josh Jackson, which was interesting because I only bought him in a few weeks ago as sort of, I was going to have him as a keeper, but with Angus Crichton not getting picked for origin, Crichton's a must have. You Like yep. you have to get him into your team. You didn't pick yep. him, but you have to try and get him in man somehow because he, Crichton is going to be a captaincy option this week. He scored 68 last week. He's going to be on fire and with him not playing origin, he's, and, he, and he's a keeper. Like, you'll be able to hold him for the rest of the year. Yep. So I've actually gone Jackson, upgraded to Crichton. I had a bit of cash there to do that. Uh, sorry, actually, I think it was a downgrade. Crichton's pretty cheap at the moment. He's at um, – oh sorry, no, it is an upgrade. He's at 723 with Jackson at 68. $7. But 723 for Crichton, man, I mean, that's probably the cheapest you're going to get him. I've seen him over 800 before, so yeah, pretty good. My third trade, I had to get rid of Sifatelakai. He has been leaking cash. He's now down to 583, where he was over 600 a while ago. And I bought him Tohu Harris at 682K. That's the cheapest you're going to get, Harris. And, again, Harris is a must-have. He's a must-have for the back end of the season. He's a keeper. plays, Plays 80, plays round 13. Great captaincy option if you need it. And then my last one, I've sold Jeremiah Nani. He's made me some really good cash. He's at six hundred nine k, and but just because he's been named at Origin, and I was talking to you about this earlier today, I was saying the Cowboy boys I think are going to get managed over Origin. They've got enough forwards in their team to uh, cover them over the Origin period, so yeah. I can't see Nani getting many games over that period if he stays in the seventeen for Queensland. So that's why I've sold him, and I've gone to Nat Butcher for him. Um, now, Natty Butcher, he's at a really good price at the moment. He's at five seventy eight, dollars 78 so you can, you can sort Did it. You've you got a bit of leeway Oscar there. Him? And then the last one I went was Reese Walsh. I didn't say that before. Sorry, I got rid of Jackson Hastings, and I bought in Reese Walsh. Um, I'm really keen on Walshy, bro. I've just got a feeling that he's just going to break loose, man. You've I
0: mean,
1: he's, he's only 482K, and it gives, you, it gives you wing fullback cover for round 13, and i just, I just got a feeling. So that's my trades. They're your trades. See how we go in fantasy this week. Um, that's about it, man, for this episode. Thanks so much that's for good. joining me on the Ruck Infringement Podcast. It's always a pleasure to have you around. And to you, the listener, Thank you so much for listening. You can actually find me not just on Spotify now, but on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. So please follow me, subscribe, like, and tell your friends. And remember, be good.